Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello. Hello, Forrest. Hello. How are you, my friend? I am so happy to be joined by your smiley little face, boy. It's felt like it's been weeks. It's been, been weeks. too long. What have you what have you been up to, mate? Honestly, mate, ah, uh, What haven't I been doing? <laughs> Honestly, so I've just finished doing a show. Um I'm feeling happy and sad about it. And if you're in the cast, now I know people that are listening are in the cast, they'll understand that reference, so that's a little nod to you. Um But yes, I I I've had a great time. I've had a wonderful time actually. It's been brilliant being in the show. Um, and now I'm doing another show, as you know, and yeah, I'm just, I'm fine. I'm on a, I'm on a, I'm teetering on the edge, but I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah, man, it is, it's been a busy old period. Um, yeah, which is why no, no podcast last week, but we're back. We're back. So back. And, and to be honest, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have wanted one last week because Matt had a moustache and Jesus yeah. Christ, that thing on your face was... I think we've had podcasts before where you've had a moustache for a different reason. I'm sure we've we've yeah. had this conversation before. Um, but it was something else. It wasn't that I, bad, was it? Uh, but I mean... I mean, there's, there's death. There's... Um, you know, uh, losing a limb. And then there's Matt's moustache, I think. <laughs> I mean, so it basically, it was like a, a quite a thick 1970s, I think one of our dear listeners that listens to the podcast called it the porn star moustache. Oh. Right? You know who you are. But <laughs> I, I I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it, was, it's, it was one hell of a something. And to, to be honest, I'm saying this... You know, when I look like I do right now, which is unkempt and homeless. Um, oh, but, but you rock that. You rock that vibe, mate. It looks great. I, I, don't, I don't know if you can rock homeless, but yeah, yeah. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying, my, trying my hard. Your camera, by the way, is so far behind. I don't know if you can it see is. how far you are lagging. You've, you have audios working, but... Um, we go. I think I'm back. Am I back? No, I'm not back. Let me turn my, mic, let me turn my camera off and then I'll... Oh. Put it back on again, but carry on. This is the, for forever. The, the issue is Matt's Matt's Wi-Fi uh, is like a slug um, speed. It's it horrendous. It's it, I, it. I had better internet in the nineties than what what you know. <laughs> di- dial up was better than what Matt's going through right now. Honestly, <laughs> that, remember, do you remember all those noise? Every time oh, yeah. we wanted to go on. Oh, it's yeah. classic, mate. Absolutely love dial-up. It was awful. Watching, eh? Oh, could you send me a photo? Yeah, no problem at all. Just give me 10 minutes. Oh, there it is. Oh, <laughs> that looks... <laughs> what a photo that is. I think it's because I live by, like, on a coastline as well. 
Yeah. Like Wi-Fi is traditionally really bad on the coast, and I think I'm going to blame where I live as well. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's it's got it. It's a coastal issue. This is going to be great for reels. <laughs> it is. It is going to be god all. <laughs> Like, I'll be laughing and in 10 minutes you'll laugh back and it will be it will look amazing but, well isn't oh well. it lovely that this is an audio platform that we are currently streaming on it is and honestly listeners we have had an amazing time Instagram has been popping TikTok's been popping we've got some new followers some new listeners yeah, mate, we've, been... we've got 1500 followers 1500 followers it's it's amazing and you know we th- we thank everyone who's you know followed who's listened who's remarked who's you know whatever you've done out there thank you so much yeah. and uh here's to you know m- more fun and frolics and also we get up to. we've got some serious announcements to make um this will come at a later mm. date but me and for us about to drop Two bits of really exciting news, which is mind-boggling, like, great. I I can't even fathom and articulate how excited I am for these two things that are happening in the near future for us. It's our age. Well, one of them we found out as soon as we woke up at a, on, a week, on a Saturday, and, we, and I cannot express the sheer excitement that, that popped up on the WhatsApp. I mean, it's um, amazing, yeah. We we are yeah we're very excited. Those announcements will come uh, in their own time in a very special way. Ugh. Um, Ugh. But it, until then, we have got some wildcard films on the way. Yes, it's uh, wildcard time, bro! Woo! Wildcard season. It's been <laughs> ages. <laughs> it's been so long. Raging. No, are you I'm, a, I'm, a, you? Mate, I'm alone. So now, oh, honestly, it could, I, I, you know, I love my wife, I mm. love my children, and I know you're listening, and I love you all so, so much, but it's also really nice to come home and just chill the F out, and oh. that's that's nice, I very much need it today, so yeah, appreciated, but mate, I can talk as loud as I need to in my own kitchen for the podcast. It's- it's quite funny because you and me, you and me are opposite levels today. Because not ordinarily wouldn't matter with me. However, uh, we've got the painters in, and um, that is not that is not a uh, an innuendo. That is genuine. Uh, we've got uh, Martin, the lovely painter. Big shout out to you, Mike. Who is uh, he's just been painting the front of our house, uh, the window sills and door, uh, and he's painted a door, and we've got to keep the door slightly open until nine o'clock tonight. Oh, just so, get the air out. Yeah, and it is a weird vibe sitting in your living room with your front door open because our living room has the front door in it, mm. and it is a very peculiar vibe. That you is know. weird. You sat there watching Orange Is the New Black, having your binge fest. You know, worried about the type of scene that's going to come up because door outside is going to be judging massively. Mate, I tell you what, I've been watching. I've been watching. Um, it's on uh, Apple TV. Called the Great, mm. the Great. Sophie absolutely loves the Great. Is that the one with Nicholas Holt? Is it? Yeah. So me and Rachel are like yeah. uh, in season two at the moment. It's so good, but it is a bit of yeah. that. Bit of a uh, bit of like you want to watch that with the door shut. With oh the yeah. Curtains drawn. Close. Nicholas is chin wagging for you know a couple of minutes next. Oh yeah. You know he's, he's got that man about. Does not age. <laughs> he doesn't age. 
He looks the same as he did in Skins mm. like, about 15 years ago. Yeah. Outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. Um, okay, great. Have you, on Apple TV, just whilst we're talking about Apple TV quickly, yeah. have you watched a programme called Slow Horses? No, not yet. I'm quite new to Apple TV oh, at the moment. Gary, Gary Oldham, Slow Horses, that is absolutely class TV. Really? If you've watched Slow Horses or The Great, drop us a message. What are your thoughts? Ooh, Amazing TV. Okay, I'm going to get on that. Oh my god! But what is the first wild card? It got submitted by Danny two weeks ago. It did. Um, from uh, from unqualified heroes joined us for an incredible uh, podcast. Yeah, can I just say, Rounder. Danny was a, a, a glorious co-host, a guest, he, a brilliant, it was amazing. That was honest to god. Every guest we've had so far, it's just been. Thoroughly enjoyable. Lee, obviously, Lee's got a special place in our hearts. Always. Uh, You know, Australia, America, I don't know where else we've been, but it is an absolute joy. Mm, It's an absolute joy. He was absolutely fantastic. It was a great episode. So, dear listener, if you haven't watched it, listen to it. Go listen to it. It's a good one. But yes, he did suggest a movie, and a particular movie that came out, um, well, he suggested at an apt time when Oppenheimer only just was released. Which is a Christopher mm. Nolan movie. So we are going to talk about and deep dive into the galactic stratosphere that is Interstellar. So I had never watched Interstellar before. That's incredible. Uh, and you you had watched it before? This is the second time I've watched it, yes. Mm. The second I, time. I, f- I feel like I could do with the second time. I feel like hey, this is a yeah. this is a bulky feast, as as Nolan films tend to be. Um but this is, you know, lots of reasons why I would absolutely love to watch this again already. Mm. Um but where, where do we where do we begin, man? Well, mate, this is a movie. This is something called a movie that we're not, you know, that we're it's out of it's the way. A movie. That is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the best summary you've ever made. There, this is Jesus this is Christ. something called a movie. Yeah, that's, do you know that's what? it. I'll be honest to you, right? You know how tired I am, dear listener. You do not know how tired I am, but Forrest does. <laughs> he has seen me on a regular basis for the past week. On how fatigued I look. Now, I mean, this delayed video that we're in right now, but you can see I've got a clean shave and I, I'm looking fairly fresh, I like to admit. But Ooh. underneath it all, it's have just you, a mirage. Have you seen the meme? Uh, did, did you watch in between this film where uh, Neil goes a wobba bob bob? Like he's hung over and he's in the car 
And he goes, a wub a bub bub. And Jay <laughs> sat next to him and he goes, what did you say? And he's like, he, I can't remember what he says back. He's like, oh, how are you? And he goes, no, you didn't say that. You said a wub a bub bub. That's what Matt's been like for the last week. He comes, he just, <laughs> just words coming out of a very tired face. So enjoy yourselves. Anyway, you you talk Interstellar is a movie. That's what it, you're it's a movie, but it's you know because it, what I was trying to say is that we've been doing TV series and we haven't been able to do tomato meters. This is something we could very much go to a tomato meter and read a lovely little review uh, summary review summary. Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's, it's gonna be like this guys it's gonna be like this i thought to myself try and at least articulate yourself i know i know we're tired body and face but we let's for the podcast be articulate and it's already failed so great <laughs> uh well let me let me chill you out for a while whilst i Thank entertain you. the crowd uh with our usual synopsis which it has been a long time this so okay Here we go. Go. In Earth's future, a global crop blight and second dust bowl are slowly rendering the planet uninhabitable. Professor Brand, a brilliant NASA physicist, is working on plans to save mankind by transporting Earth's population to a new home via a wormhole. But first, Brand must send former NASA pilot Cooper and a team of researchers through the wormhole and across the galaxy to find out which of three planets could be mankind's new home. We needed Dr. Brian Cox to read that out. <laughs> that was we did, that was overfilled. That was like when you you know you get a burrito and you're like fuck it, I can't even hold this, this thing. Yeah, it is too 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 much in that. It's got too some weight to it. it. You've you've told me a lot there, far too much. <laughs> Maybe that's a little bit of what the film's about. There's a lot. I mean, so mm. like, so let's go straight into it. Initial uh, thoughts and overview on the old Interstellar. Now, for me, on the second viewing, it did help mm. watching it because I, I mean, the first time I watched it, I want to say was 2016 because I remember it was at one o'clock in the morning. Uh, Haley was days old. And I remember just lying on the sofa going, oh, I want to watch a movie. I'm going to be staying awake for the next three hours. Let's watch Christopher Nolan's Interstellar. And it honestly freaked me out. <laughs> I just, my brain yeah, yeah. melted. And But I'm, the second time watching it, some things made more sense. Um, but it is, it is an action-packed cinematic experience. I found myself at, at times being confused with plot but also being wowed and also emotionally moved by performances and bits of narrative. So it was such an up-and-down experience that kind of left me, at the end, really enjoying it, I think. I, I watched it in two halves, um, which probably helped. I don't know if you did the same, but yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, I watched it in two parts. I, I think I, I agree. I find I found with this one that it's it really kind of peaked and troughed in terms of some like parts of it were brilliant and then parts of it felt like they went on for quite a while yeah uh, and then and then other parts felt just a bit like what mm-hmm. and I, 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 and and 
I don't know. Christopher Nolan naturally likes a longer film, and that's that's fine. You know, it's all right. Longer film can be fine. Oppenheimer, yeah. fantastic. Then great. Like you, I can appreciate how long that is. It's fine. This, I felt that actually this had a lot of baggage that didn't need to be there. I feel, I feel like a lot of the conversations uh, on their way to the planets didn't need to be as long as they and stretched out as they were. Mm. Uh, I thought the end was incredibly overstretched. Like it's kind of just just get me to the bit that I need to need to see. Um, that felt yeah felt incredibly long. Uh, like yeah. So it's it I mean it's two hours and forty nine minutes. So even by Christopher Nolan standard, that's one of the shorter ones. I know, and it, but it doesn't feel like a shorter one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's so there is so, and the other thing is it goes it goes into it immediately. Do you mm. know what I mean? The plot just goes straight in. We're talking about quantum physics. We're talk, we're talk, we're, caught, we're talking about outer worldly things. We're talking about uh, an Earth in this. You know, movie where it's being met by many storms. We're responding to what is effectively a climate crisis, and um, and then and yeah, I think we're in the future. As we've got to be in the future. I don't know if there even is a year defined in Interstellar. No. And um, what year is Interstellar set? Look, that's already Google done that for me. So it's set in twenty sixty seven. 2067. Okay. So, according to Wikipedia, it says, In 2067, as humanity is facing extinction following a global famine caused by ecocide, it has Mm. since abandoned scientific pursuits such as a space exploration. As a result, ex-NASA pilot Joseph Cooper um, is now forced to work as a farmer. Cooper experiences a gravitational anomaly in his daughter's Murph's bedroom. So, it's 2067. To which, you know, it it does lend itself to that, bearing in mind we have uh, some of these kind of exponentially security robots, a lot of robots going on uh, about the place, which which I don't know about you, Matt, but I don't feel like it went went as as in as into mm. them as as I wanted them to be. You mean they, in terms they had of the a robots? Part. Yeah, it was it wasn't like they were kind of secondary and I was like, I wanna know a little bit more about that. Like how are they created, what mm. you know, what 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 is their place uh a little bit more. I felt I thought yeah. I found the designs of Tars and Case quite weird. <laughs> I know it's trying Tars to... Tars very strange. Like that kind of like rectangle and it just sort of moves on the side with its legs that just then rotates. Like it's... Like whoever thought of that, you're like, that's not like how you would design a robot, right? <laughs> like... I mean, yeah, clunky. it's not conventional, right? It's not conventional. <laughs> so, I want something that walks towards me like it's fucking... Like, fucked. <laughs> <laughs> not not like abs- like a an up so like an upright table like yeah 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 it's it's like how how awkwardly could i make the thing that i want to move move that's <laughs> and there's tars, <laughs> there's tars. <laughs> yeah, lovely there, there he is that's it that's it yeah, the most it, and it also reminds me have you seen the black mirror episode 
They look like the little dot robot dogs yes. in the Black Mirror episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, and uh, I'm sure people are going to be screaming listening to this, telling me the name of that episode. Uh, it's a brilliant episode. Um, but yeah, it looks looks quite like that. Um, yeah, unusual beginning. Uh, straight, like I said, straight into it. Highly ambiguous to begin with. Uh, so it's kind of like it's up to you to kind of go right. Okay, this is where we are. This is what's happening. Um, visually, it's it's quite it's quite interesting. I think visually, this film is a little bit ahead of its time. At, and by that, by that, I mean it's it's it looks impressive. But it could have done with waiting a few years to look more impressive. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. It felt like um, if this came out now, we would be able to at least digest it probably a little bit better. I don't. I. I, I just get a feel like I just get. A, I get a sense that maybe if this was a movie that came out post Oppenheimer, it would have been received maybe slightly better as well i mean not to say it wasn't received well in 2014 but like it just mm-hmm. feels like this is one of those christopher nolan movies that isn't spoken about that much i mean it's spoken no. more about than tenant let's be honest but like you know i think there's some you know going back to my initial views that i think performance wise there's some bloody incredible performances um you know matthew mcconaughey is is incredible in this performance but like i think in terms of like the subject matter i think it's way more current now than it was on the forefront of our minds back in 2014 100% 100% uh yeah and i think uh, yeah i agree the themes are far more relevant like now or or far more spoke about not necessarily relevant mm. um and and it's just so for instance in particular when they're on the ship um a ship is that a good rocket um, thing, whatever it's called, um, yeah. and those scenes just look like a studio. It's a bit like it's a bit like how Titanic has not aged well. If you watch, you go and watch Titanic, and yeah. you go and see the night sky in the background, you can absolutely see that was a studio. Yeah, HD has fu- has made that look terrible yeah you, know, you look at it and, and it's the same with it It they just those scenes do not look like i i am in, in space uh, yeah. in any in any essence this the actual views of space are, are really impressive and at the end uh, there's some really impressive scenes there um but on the whole i think actually if 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 nolan had waited a few years that would have looked That would have been great. I mean, so going back to TARS, so it was a... So again, you know, Christopher Nolan is a brilliant brilliant director in the sense that he really refrains from using CGI um, and of which he holds quite dearly with Oppenheimer that there's no CGI in Oppenheimer. And dear listen, I'm sure Mm. you've probably wanted to watch it now. I mean, crikey. I mean, what an incredible visual spectacle that is, the movie. Um, but with this, it's kind of similar. Um, so TARS, for instance, is... Um, we're literally holding the rods uh, of of the movable arms that kind of rotate on like three kind mm. of poles effectively. Um, and they're using that for emoting. And also that was voiced as well on set. Um 
again, that's really cool. I think that's quite nostalgic in terms of sci-fi movies as well as a whole. That's how they did it practically back then. That's something Christopher Nolan really holds dear to as well. That's something, you know, as cinema goers, I I respect and enjoy. But I think ultimately, I think the ergonomic shape of this robot didn't make sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I suppose you you can argue that actually did it make sense um, for uh, planet exploration? So in terms of you know rock formation and 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 moving across planets, mm-hmm. uh, um, it does does kind of make sense. Um, but but certainly when it's when it's on Earth, you're like, what well, what the f- mm. what the hell is this, man? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, what about so in terms of what in terms of the plot? What did you think about the actual uh, plot itself? Um, I th- I I, <clears throat> I think with I think it goes goes without saying with any plot like this, you need to watch it a few times to really grasp what's happening. Because um, we're talking about uh, di- time travel, we're talking about dimensional di- time travel as well. We're talking about black holes. We're talking about quantum physics. There's lots of scientific thing for a general audience would find a little bit difficult to grasp. Now, for me, particularly, I'm not that type of person. Um, I'm interested in time travel. I'm a massive fan of it. But I'm not like... Uh, that. I'm not, I don't know that kind of stuff at all. So from a cinema, cinema perspective, I think I needed a little bit more explanation. I needed more exposition. I needed more um, uh, time on the time travel aspect. I think it was rushed. I kind of, I kind of feel like that first quarter of the movie maybe had more exposition than it needed um, or had had in the actual final cut yeah um, I, I think it just moved so quickly into oh um you know Matthew Kwanake's character I'm a I'm a farmer I'm a you know retired um spaceman spaceman rocketman um for NASA and then boom the next thing you know he's a you know he he somehow finds the secret base for NASA um, and then is immediately then skyrocketed it into space. Like, it's not even a a second yeah. thought. Like, he doesn't even contemplate it. He just does it. <laughs> which, which, yeah, absolutely. That was my first gripe was, why the fuck would he do this in the first place? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. There is, there is no reason why that why it would matter so much to him that you you would risk his life his you know yeah. earth's like, like everything about it was so weirdly like you say out of the blue and um and and the fact that he had these coordinates and just ran with it and then, and then ended up in the base and then suddenly you know he he's met um by professor brand and then and then that's it yeah. I'm like, what yeah, yeah, yeah. is it? Oh, boom, boom, boom. Like, you, you, you are jumping, you are suspending your disbelief and jumping from crazy moment to crazy moment far too often within a 20 minute part of this film. And I know his decision to go to space was an integral part of the plot line because it gets then revealed later on in terms of his choices and stuff, and he sees himself through his next dimension of time travel and stuff, but like. Oh gosh, I think it just <laughs> there should have just been a little bit more contemplation on that from his character's part and Murph as well being involved in that. 
They did have a little scene in the bedroom scene, which was like, don't leave, why do you have to go? But he's like, I've got to go and do it, I've got to go and do it. But there wasn't enough justification. Maybe, maybe it should have come from the global aspect, the climate change, the fact that we need to respond to this thing now. We need you for the sake of humanity. And I know that was said in certain lines, but maybe we should have seen that on a more global situation. I also think that what they didn't do is give, gave, give Tom, the son, a role in any of that. So yeah, which we, is Tim, we don't Timothy Chalamet, man. That's, Tim, that's a young Timothy Chalamet. Mental. Uh, <laughs> that is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he. It, we don't get a Tom. We don't get Tom seen with the dad as no. as such. And 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 also, I feel like if it, it, Tom being the older sibling, maybe if you had a scene between Tom and Cooper where Tom made Cooper the the dad realise like, look, that you are doing this for the bigger picture. I almost think Tom and Mirth should have been kind of polar opposites really you really yeah. should have had tom going go on dad like you've got to do this dad think of the future you know f- think of you know their kids so your grand your grandkids all of that stuff it's like tom just never had that like tom's character literally was oh i don't know what i don't know what i want to do when i'm finished school oh are you going to college no i'm not going to go to college i'm 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 going to be a farmer like my dad oh okay cool great off you go then and that's it and then obviously then that becomes um is it casey affleck that then dons the older ton um uh later on in the movie and then just sort of takes over from dad and stuff but like yeah it just yeah i think you're right there just wasn't uh, wasn't enough in terms of his character coming through there should have been an opposing voice there should have been this kind of do and don't go um or in and what, yeah what- and and part of that, we get this weird moment where uh, we see Cooper and the uh, education system, basically, mm. um, and like the educational like rubbishing. Um, they they rubbish the idea that people have been to the moon and you yeah. know all of this stuff. And it and it and it's a very, it's an odd scene because up to that point and almost, almost after it, we we don't really. We see NASA's thoughts and we see Cooper's family's thoughts, but we don't really get a wider societal, you know, thought process. So yeah. then when we suddenly get a shoehorn scene of the educational system, it's a bit weird because it's everything is so um, isolated. Like mm. this, this farm is isolated. This whole, you know, we really rural. We don't go, you know, it doesn't go into a city. We don't see. So to suddenly get the educational system being represented, uh, I, I find really jarring at this point because I'm like, it's kind of, it's, I know why, why just that scene then? Why are we not seeing more people's perspectives on this? Like different and families why, you know, and stuff. Yeah different families and like why you know what where's like the the background tv like in you know in an mcu film we would have had a tv in the background with like you know thought thoughts on climate or you know some kind of idea of what else was going on at the time it's like with these types of movies you'd always have some sort of like political figure wouldn't you Mm. that's being like oh no we gotta go do this because we've got to save the planet or like you know there's some there's some sort of like weird antagonistic maybe you know villain-esque vibes from a 
from a politician that's driving an agenda. And there wasn't any of that. It was just really focusing on one story, one narrative, one one guy, you know, and his journey. Um, it just, it just, there wasn't enough of that. And and again, Michael Caine coming into it was all fine. But even mm. even the fleshing out of his character, and even when it came came to his uh, death part, and revealing like you know we didn't actually you know we didn't know how this was going to end up you know. And I, there was no assurances made, and you know there was some falsehoods said as well previously to agreeing to take the mission. Like even at that point, there was there wasn't enough in between before you know Josh went on into space to him, you know, to Michael Caine's character then dying. It was a mm. bit strange. There wasn't enough. No, and, and I feel you, know, you mentioned about political figure. They had a great opportunity there, where it could that could have been tied into Matt Damon's character. So Doc, uh, Doctor yeah. Man, isn't it? Uh, and Doctor Man, like basically, you know, kind of fucks up the whole plan for the for the for the bigger picture. You know, knows that Plan A was never going to be the case. So they were only ever going to create new civilization between them as a unit and no no one else. Right now, that was a perfect opportunity to bring your politics in, where he could have been, I don't know, manipulated by a politician. So his science is, you know, is conflicted by political. Um, motivations, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, or a bigger picture, do you know, a bit of something else could have been in there, but no, they just kept it. Oh no, we're we're also supposed to just believe that Matt Damon's a bit of a prick. <laughs> Doctor Man's a bit of a prick, and that and that. Well, not Matt Damon, but Doctor Man. You know, I'm sure he's a lovely guy, Matt Damon. Uh, but Doctor Man <laughs> is a bit. <laughs> it's a bit of a prick. I think um, what really confused yeah. me about Matt Damon's inclusion in this movie is that not a year later, he then it leads in a another space movie called The Martian, mm. which yeah. is extremely similar. And I get really confused. And I, there was one point I remember watching the first time going, hang on, is this like a continuation to Interstellar? Is he the same character? Like, oh, no, he's not. Like it... It's a really weird choice by him in terms of agreeing to do that and then knowing that he's going to be leading in a, you know, in the Martian, which is about, you know, a man going to Mars and trying to find some living habitation in Mars. It's weird. Yeah. I think it's a weird choice. I, I enjoyed his character, though. I enjoyed the swerve that he gave in this Interstellar where he, when he came back from the long sleep. And as well, the idea of the long sleep, I really enjoyed. I think in terms of that I, I I mean I obviously dear listener we know nothing about you know what NASA's up to and what <laughs> what time travel with rockets and space and planets and that kind of stuff is but like I wonder whether that's a genuine thing like are mm. you know are we planning for that type of thing and that was the thing that I really enjoyed about this movie it actually got me thinking retrospectively about where we are right now you know, in the year 2023, and we're not too mm. far away from this kind of exploration. Um, you know, it already broke in news, didn't it? Like, look, in last week about, you know, you know, um, America talking about the saying they found... Um, oh, yeah, aliens. Aliens and disclosing about UFOs and stuff. And, you know, mm. <laughs> all of this thing is now, you know, supposedly coming out of the, the woodwork. But like we're not too far away from this type of thing, and I and I, I really got to think about. Like, I was like, 
Crikey, am I going to see in my lifetime something like this happen, where we do incubate ourselves for a, a certain amount of time while going through time travel to then then wake up and then find ourselves on another planet or you know somewhere else? It really, I mean, I mean, that literally already makes my brain hurt a little bit, but I, I really enjoyed the concept of that. Yeah, yeah. As long as long as we get drafted to the same planet, mate. That's that's all that matters to me. But, <laughs> Just so we can yeah. carry on with the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, maybe we'll be able to do it intergalactically. Oh right, my gosh! Right. Matt will be in Pluto, and I'll be in, I'll be chilling in Mars. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so a lovely time. <laughs> I'll be like, fucking hell, the internet's better in Pluto than it was in Brightness. <laughs> <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Other thing, my other gripe in terms of the story is uh, the the books. So the yeah. whole, the scene with the books, which then comes back at the end, uh, where spoiler, we find out that Cooper is talking to Mur- it's Murph, isn't it? It's not Murphy. It's Murph, Murph. that is based on Murphy. Isn't it? Murph. So yeah. um, Murph, he's actually talking to Murph via um, Morse. It's Morse code, isn't it? And by the end. He is Morse code. Now, I don't know about you, but as soon as the book thing happened at the beginning of the film, it was so easy to make that leap already. Anyway, yeah, I, I was, I was, but it made such a big thing of it that I was like, well, okay, well, and and the minute you know Cooper's on his way. Like you know, is involved in NASA the plan? You're like, right? Well, well, that, that's that's him then. Like the ending didn't that kind of lost its because they made such a big thing of the books. And Murph maybe they was in maybe the room they and, maybe they did go a little bit too far there in terms of not keeping it as subtle. It, like, I I totally agree. It wasn't a twist at all. It was like, oh yeah, okay yeah. So he he is the ghost. Of course, yeah, yeah. We, uh, that was that that felt like it was going to happen in that way. I think I the, when I watched it the first time, the cogs turned with that when mm. um, they went to that planet where time is like if you're there for one hour up there, you lose twenty years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The moment they started playing around with time, mm. 
I was like, oh, okay. I was like, if this is an older version of Cooper that's communicating to Murph in the past, that's what I originally thought. Um, yeah. yeah. I would have I really wished he found his way to wherever that was in a, in a more conventional means. The fact that we're supposed to believe that he let he you know he went out of the ship he he survived floating in space for a certain amount of time before then getting sucked into this area. I was a bit like, yeah, really? I'm like, I would have mm. much preferred it if the ship got caught on t- on one of the wormholes or on the wormhole, whatever, and then and then they all went there. And then Cooper yeah. was like, oh, do you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to try leaving the ship and see what happens. And then that's that's what happens, right? That, for me, would have felt more, more, more believable. It's all properly stretched, right? But that would have felt more believable than man leaves a, leaves a ship, floats for miles, and then ends up in this, right? you know, out, out of all places, not hit by time. debris. Yeah. Not end up in another planet. He ends up in this different. Yeah, but also planet. these kind of these moments feel like it happens inst- in yeah, incidentally, doesn't it? It's like an all everything is a bit incidental. Yeah, and it and it, with very very little justification. So when he yeah, like he you know he falls into this black hole, then he then he's floating in space. The next thing you know, he's, he's in a different dimension. I literally a different dimension. And you're like, oh, okay, and we as an audience just have to kind of go, okay, cool, fine, all right, right, well, what else? And I think define. And this is, goes back to my previous point about just just telling us a little bit more about it. It is obviously really. I'm not saying it's easy. It's very difficult to explain these types of things in movies. Mm. But maybe in some way, I don't know. Like you know, in Back to the Future, where Doc Brown just very clearly gets out a blackboard and goes, this is our timeline. One line. This is a skew of our timeline. That, yeah, yeah. That's the plot. <laughs> and yeah. you and the audience go, okay, cool, great. All right. Yeah, yeah. Like, we needed something like that, maybe. And I feel like we could have done that through um, Michael Caine's character because you could have had Professor Brand could have, put, could have been like that to Cooper mm. At the beginning, because Cooper's been out of it for a while, he could have almost took the piss and gone, "Look, I'm going to spell this out to you. This is A equals B. This is this is you know this is what we're doing." Um, and then at least for an audience, we could have been like, "Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, fancy with the maths." Um, but yeah, I good, good things. I really enjoy. I really enjoy the last, the very last bit where they all end like they do. They have moved. Um, planet, but even that is slightly. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure what happened I would there. have. I would have liked to have seen the um, the evacuation mm. of the planet into this thing. I know the reveal was like, yeah, no, we've got you know, this is this is Cooper Station. This is this is your legacy. Um, yeah, yeah. I I liked that to be honest, but like, it would have been nice to have seen. Back in you know planet Earth, you know when we had older Tom as Farmer Tom, and older Murph, you know doing all that digging about you know Dad and stuff. But like mm. it would have been nice to have seen at that point, maybe simultaneously, a, a global evacuation of some sort. Like yeah. an impending doom was coming. It might have been a little bit too Independence Day. If that's probably why they didn't do it. But um, 
it would have been nice to have seen how that happened. Yeah. 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 That would that would have been that would have been cool. Um, I th- I think the yeah that would have been really cool. I also think they could have done that by um, splintering it across the entire film. So like mm. you 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 almost so in the way that he did it in Oppenheimer, where you have the black and white scenes and you have the color scenes, and it, and I would have really liked that kind of thing in this, where it would have just given it a bit of life in some of the places where it dipped quite considerably yeah. in energy, whereas if it would have like you just you are seeing bits and pieces of the evacuation of Earth. But you're not really sure who's leaving, like how that's happened, who's leaving. You know, you're just getting a disjointed view, and then at the end, it all comes together on on Cooper, yeah, station, whatever it's called. Um, uh, it also, it, yeah, no, sorry, no, you go on. It just, it just, it just felt like. I mean, I feel like we're being really critical um, in terms of in terms of like plot points and stuff. I'm not to say that. There weren't good moments for plot. I think what what I really enjoyed, and this is, I think, was the emotional hook for me in this story, was the connection he had with his daughter, so with Murph, and the fact that they had the playback with the with the video messages, and they and that was that was quite clearly the main um, hook, the main thread in terms of them sending uh, monthly updates. You know, every six months, every year. You saw Tom getting older. Tom then deciding, actually, I think this might be it. I need to let go. Murph never sending a message until like 20 years later. And then that becomes a more of a driving force for Cooper, you know, in terms of his character. I think the the human aspect of love and relationships and what makes us human mm. and uniquely human as well from anything else out in the whole universe Right now, all we know is that we have these connections as human beings and loves for human beings in terms of um, relationships and, and, and particularly from a father and daughter perspective. I think that was told beautifully. Um, mm. And I found myself getting emotional at times, being a father myself, like putting yourself into like, God, you know, could you imagine like losing that amount of time with, with, with your daughter and then seeing them on a TV screen 20 years later and then and they're fully grown out. And the way, you know, I know <laughs> I know we have taken that moment with Matthew McConaughey, which is a very well well known now meme of him breaking down in tears, watching Murph's messages, and it became one of our now, I think, highest viewed uh, reels where we have the end game <laughs> ending with him tagged onto it. But that 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 um Delivery and acting and characterization with Matthew McConaughey as Cooper there and seeing that emotional uh, connection and breakdown was was just it's just it's beautiful and 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 um, I think that's what Christopher Nolan is great at is that human aspect and I think he kind of held on to that dearly and executed it brilliantly in the movie from what could quite what was a really big confusing concept you know mm. yeah. And, and so talking, you brought him, the actors up. So there are some acting humps in this. There is. Um, and so what? Who would you say? Give me a primary and a secondary highlights character, please, Matt. 
said, I mean, Cooper, Matthew McConaughey as Cooper in here was, was astounding. Like, brilliant. I can't, I can't fight. I would watch it again, just focusing on Matthew McConaughey. Um, mm. I mean, he, and this is at a point in 2014, he's coming out of what I would say a similar, you know, Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man kind of like phase where, you know, people kind of parodied it, parodied, he parodied him a little bit in terms of him being just this one kind of one tone kind of actor and he gave mm. a delivery for the ages I thought that well there's two I think Jessica Chastain was incredible uh, mm. as older Mirth um, but also Anne Hathaway gave a brilliant performance and I think uh, it's definitely it's definitely uh, one of our best performances I've seen her do in anything and I've seen her do Les Mis We've mm. all seen that, right? Have you seen it? I mean, yeah. that's good, but like, thank you. This, this. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, no, that was beautiful, though. By yeah, the way. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> but like, I think this is her um, one of her top performances from my perspective in anything that I've seen Anna Hathaway do. Yeah. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think Jessica Chastain, uh, primary or secondary character. That's that's the argument there. Really, you know, Ooh, I would, primary, I would, really. yeah, I would say Anne Hathaway is a secondary character. Anne Hathaway, yeah, Anne Hathaway. Sorry, I meant Jessica Chastain. Mirth. I'm, Mirth. I think that's a primary, really. Yeah, that's true. Quite yeah, quite. yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think Jessica Chastain, I think, does brilliant. Matthew McConaughey, you know, Cooper's brilliant. But uh, secondary shout out, who and we, uh, who I wish we saw more of was Donald. So John Lithgow as yes. Donald. I really like those scenes, and I and I and I know, you know, obviously couldn't be back at the end of the film, you know, but I, I would have liked more of him, 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 and Tom. I would have liked more of at the beginning of the film. I think the, the emphasis had to be on Murph, but actually, mm. in I, I think they needed to change. Donald and Tom should have been the writing should have differed slightly, so that they them two were the driving force for um, uh, Cooper to do what Cooper did. I think that that would have been br- um, brilliant, you know, to to have that. Um, it just would have given it more like weight and more reason mm. as to why he chose to do what he did. There's this really cool moment with Michael Caine and John Lithgow, with them when he comes out with the with the, with the video message from Cooper, um, and it's such a short bit of dialogue. But you kind of just like watch it and you go, "Oh my god, those are two living legends of film." Acting mm. in front of each other probably would have been nice to see a little bit more dialogue from them and a little bit more from their perspective maybe instead of two elders talking about two different you know one from humble beginnings one's a one's a you know a farmer and one's a, a massive you know scientist and well-renowned scientist yeah. might have been quite good to see how that kind of worked but like again i agree no no time for that kind of stuff with this type of movie the other one i want to mention is matt damon's performance now mm. what do you think about his performance because so if i tell you my thoughts first i i i enjoyed it I think his inclusion was warranted and I think in terms of that character's dynamic absolutely warranted I just felt like the motives went from 1 to 10 way too quickly <laughs> yeah 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 I, I, yeah motives 
Uh, and what he did is that what you mean? Like what yeah, his like, actual literally. actions as well. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. The, so, the <laughs> when he punted like it, Cooper yeah. down, it was just like what? what? It was like yeah. watching wrestling. It's like it's like when you watch a heel turn in wrestling. You've got a baby face who's like, oh, a really good guy. Everyone loves him, and then he's just out of nowhere, just like <laughs> like sucker punches and like under you know, under the legs of somebody else. And you're like, what? What? That's a massive like swerve. I didn't, it just wasn't warranted. <laughs> I didn't no, understand was, the context. It, it was. He's been on this planet for fucking years. It's, that's not the first thing that guy would be doing, by no. any stretch. It? Yeah, it, I found that to be very. It, 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 and this is the issue. This film needed an enemy, right? It needed. Uh, it mm. just where well, light and shade need. So it had to have that kind of a character, but he was the wrong character to be that character. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It needed. To, it, it was the wrong. It just did, it didn't work that he would be woke, woken up after however long it was <laughs> to then be yeah. ultra aggressive and and not change his his views or ideas at all. He'd and also, like, when he woke up, he woke up and he immediately cried in front of everybody and like that he was consoled and hugged and and comforted, like, <laughs> and then just then it becomes an asshole immediately. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, what? I've just remembered I've got to be a prick. So let's can we just stop the emotion uh, and let me batter this man to his potential death. That's, that's how I'd like to see this end. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, I, I think let's. What is your overall summary, Matt? I think we got to that stage. We talked acting. We're visually. I think it's brilliant. Mm. Uh, plot. Meh. Got some edges there. But what? Are you, what are your overall thoughts? I really enjoyed it. I would happily watch it again, but maybe not so much in the near future. Um, I really enjoyed the cinematography of it. I really thoroughly enjoyed the performances on on the most part, if not, yeah, I would say 90% of their performances. Um, I felt like like, Tars and Case were delivered well vocally in terms of the voice actors and voice performances, but I just felt like it just needed a little bit more um, explanation in that. There was a bit of convoluted plot holes, I think, maybe, but like when you're talking about space and time and relativity, you're going to get it anyway. Um, so I really enjoyed the human aspect of which I, as an audience member, really appreciated. I would give this, if I was to rate this, at crisps. <laughs> Because that's what we do here. <laughs> of course. Hit us up with a crisp rating. We really built a rock for our own backs there, didn't we? Um, <laughs> I feel like we're running out of brands of crisps as well at the moment. Um, I <laughs> I would say it is like a solid bag. I've probably mentioned this one before. But it's like a multi... I want to say it's a multi-variety pack of hula hoops. You've got really good crisps in there. You've got some fairly decent ones. You've probably got the cheese and onion ones that you don't really want, but you know somebody in your household will eat them. You just you've got you've got a bit of everything. It won't be for everyone, but you know that you're going to enjoy the bit the, the good moments. And that is Interstellar. <laughs> <laughs> Job done. Uh, yeah, I completely agree with your your thoughts. I think you know some really good bits. Overall, I think it's just a nice film 
if I was to watch it again, I'd force myself to see it in one sitting. I think it does make a difference when you watch a film in one sitting compared to break it down. Um, yeah. Some of the things don't quite work out. So I, I'd like to rewatch it and watch it all in one sitting. Um, yeah. Chris Brating, I think this is, this is when you, you know, you've got a group of friends round and you've gone, oh, do you know what I fancy? Could you get, could you get me some Pringles? Right, and then they go. They go to shop. <laughs> they go to shop. They come back. Yeah. They knock on the door, and you're like, "Oh, do you know what I've realised? I didn't specify which flavour of Pringle." And then you're like, "Oh shit, what's about to kick off here?" They open the door. You see the bag. You see the red in the bag. Uh, and you go, "Oh fuck, they've got the ready salted Pringle." Uh, it's still a it's still a one should pop you can't stop. Yep. It's Christopher Nolan, good cast, absolutely some, lo- some lovely visuals, but it's not something you would go in the shop and go, I need to buy that. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it to Stella. <laughs> and there you go, dear listener. <laughs> that's our conclusive thoughts. <laughs> our, our thesis. <laughs> think we gave a tomato meter rating either so i think that this is the perfect opportunity to do so so mm. according to ron tomatoes the tomato meter is guess forest i have just looked <laughs> oh you sorry okay sorry. it is 73 <laughs> percent and the audience score is 86 so I it's could have not... so said that, and then you would have never known that. I'd have, I'd have been like, I know. Oh, you could have. <laughs> Why didn't yeah. you? It would have been uh, great content, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike this, which is shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think the way that we've reviewed it is exactly the way that the movie is. It's like, yeah, okay, cool, great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I can appreciate it. Blah blah blah. Bishwash, you're done. Great. <laughs> Next. <Bam>. Um, <laughs> And thank you, Danny, from Unqualified Heroes for that suggestion. Because actually, this is a movie that definitely does deserve and was warranted a review. And actually, I really appreciate doing it because I watched this before I watched Oppenheimer. And Oppenheimer is talking about time travel. And it does talk about a lot of science stuff. And it actually helped a little bit. <laughs> so it's, it's brilliant. Oppenheimer is fantastic, by the way. It is very um, good. We, we will probably review that some, someday, I'm sure. Um, so we've got to decide next week's film Matt and we've had some film suggestions now what what I'm going to do is I am going to give you I'm not going to if I give you the names then we're going to have an issue Uh, how do I do this I'm going to give you I'm going to give you we're not going to roulette we're going to try something different this time so I'm going to give you a number. I'm going to give you numbers, and you have to select. And you are going to decide this week. We'll do it next week, but we're going to. You're going to decide this week our fate oh by picking God. a number. All right. So you need to pick a number between one to seven. One to any number between one and seven. Uh, okay. These these films are taken from our Instagram post. So thank you to those that um, suggested some ideas, and yep. also a couple of people at work 
<laughs> who put, put in some mad, <laughs> a couple of mad suggestions. So what oh, between one to seven, <laughs> pick, a, pick a number, Matt, and you will decide next week's Oh, film. I don't like this. <laughs> I feel like we should phone a friend and ask somebody. Um, <laughs> shall I phone a friend? Can I phone a friend? Can I, yeah, phone a friend and pick one to seven. Okay, I'm going to phone um, because it's Pride at Colchester this Saturday. Uh, I'm going to call uh, my beloved drag extraordinaire charcuterie and <laughs> and ask. Okay, uh, let's just see if she'll answer. Um This is this is gone all. Who wants to be a millionaire? Hello, hello, sweet. Um, can you do me a favour? Mm-hmm. Can you pick a number between one and seven? Five. Thank you. You're on the podcast, by the way. Okay. Why? I just <laughs> needed a number between one and seven. Oh, is that it? Yeah, I couldn't decide. I don't care about his favourite number between one and seven. Pick a number between one and seven. Oh, I can. <laughs> okay. Thanks, babe. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I caught you in a minute. <laughs> so, so, so that went delightfully well. So, so, so has picked. Shah picked the number five. Yeah. Now Shah is gonna is gonna be particularly impressed by this choice um, because it is it is it's a fantastic choice. So next week, <laughs> and we've got to find out where we can watch this. Oh God! We, we are watching our first <laughs> Bollywood film. <laughs> We are watching yes. a film called Singham. Which, yes! Uh, my, which Alfie, who's a dear friend, has, has volunteered for us to watch. Um, so we're watching Singham, a Bollywood movie. Now this is wild. This is going to be... So Shah has made an absolutely fantastic choice there. To that is incredible. Um, do follow Shah Kuteri on uh, Instagram, dear listener. Um We'll put handles in the description. Uh, that is an incredible number to, to pull out there. I'm so happy it's that because we were literally saying a couple of weeks ago because we saw those suggestions coming out on Instagram and we said, wouldn't it be amazing if we actually did a Bollywood one because we've never seen one before, ever. I've never seen one. And actually, I've I, never seen a Bollywood film. That, this is great. This is exactly what wildcard movies are about. I'm pumped. I can't wait. So Singham. So I, re- I reckon everybody, if you're listening, go and watch Singham. Uh, <gasps> let me let me find yes. out how how we watch this, just so I can tell everybody. Um, this is where I find out you can't actually watch it. Um, Singham. I think you can watch it. Uh, Singham. Here you go. 
Oh. Okay. Um. Oh. No, that's Singham Returns. We will f we will find it. I find a way. I think I found it. Oh, <gasps> I found it. You found Ooh. it. Billy Billy. Billy Billy. <laughs> what a website. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I found a method. I've found a way to watch it. Um, so, come on. Yeah, watch Singham with us. Um, and uh, get ready for next week's wildcard episode. Wow. Some oh of the action gosh. sequences. So, Alfie's told me that some of the action sequences in this are unparalleled. And I, I don't know which way to take that, but I'm excited. <laughs> I can't wait. That's amazing. What what exciting news. <laughs> I can't wait. Right. right. I'll see you next week for that, Matt. i see you next week. Dear listener, keep listening out for a huge announcement. Two announcements coming mm. forth very, very soon. But yeah, next week. Sing them. Bring it. Let's go. Wild card. We're going Bollywood. Yes! Thank you for listening to another episode of Don't Be A Hero Podcast. If you have any comments, feedback or any thoughts, email us at don'tbeaheropodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and other streaming platforms for future content. And to keep up to date on all things Don't Be A Hero, follow us on our Instagram or our TikTok at Don't Be A Hero Podcast. We'll see you there.